Okay, let's start with Parshas Lech Lecha, Tavshin Ayin Vav. And this is really another beginning. Not only a beginning of the first Jew that comes onto the scene, Avram Avinu, but it's really uh, another beginning. We started this year, uh, seven years ago, Parshas Lech Lecha. This is our eighth Parshas Lech Lecha. So Baruch Hashem, we're able to uh, continue with our cycle and have the exciting discussions of all the Parshas, but especially now we have Parshas Lech Lecha. And we will start... At the end, if we look at the last couple of psukim in the parsha, we have, of course, the mitzvah of bris milah, as is described, starting from maftir in the last couple of psukim. Vavram ben tishim batesha shana. Well, even before that, pasuk chav gimel. Vayikach Avraham et Yishmael benov. Es kol yiladei beis v'kol menkas kaspo. Kol zochar ba'anshe beis Avraham. Avraham takes Yishmael and all of his family. Vayamol es besar alasam and he circumcises them. Avram was 99 years old when he gave himself a bris milah. He was 13 years old. Says the Ramban, well, even before that, Rashi notes on the psukim, on that day, Avraham did it. Avraham was not scared of anybody. He did it on that day. The magical phrase that appears a number of times in the Torah, on that day, that is the emphasis. Says the Ramban, source number one, the last Ramban in the Parsha. He quotes Rashi, on the day that Avraham was 99, Yishmael was 13. What is the emphasis? The zrizus that they, that they used. They did it with alacrity. Avram didn't wait, right, when he got the command. And we've discussed in past years. Avram Avinu did all the mitzvahs even before being commanded. This is the only one he waited. Various suggestions given why he waited. Right, he had to do, he only, there's a mitzvah he only could do once. He was waiting to be commanded. Many other suggestions given. We've discussed that in past years. But then the Ramban makes an amazing comment. The last few lines that he writes on the Parsha. If we were to ask, who was the first person in history to receive a bris milah? Who was the first person? So before the, reading this Ramban, we would say, Avram Avinu. Avram was the first person. He got the tzivui. He gave himself bris milah. He was the first one. Ramban says no, he was not the first one. Says the Ramban. On line 6. They all did it. Avram Avinu did not get Brismila first. Avraham first gave Mila to Yishmael and to his family members, and only then he gave himself Brismila. And he says, that's how you read Pasach of Gimel and Chav Dalet. First it says, the first action that Avram did, it says, Vayikach Avraham, as Yishmael beno, Veskol Yuleh Debeso, Veskol Miklas Kaspo, Vechulu, Vayomoz Besar Alosam. Only the next Pasuk tells us that he was 99 years old, Behimolo Besar Alosam. Why? Why would he have waited? He got the Tzivui, he should have done Brismila. Why did he wait, says the Ramban? Avram was nervous. If he does Brismila to himself first, Maybe he's going to be too weak to give everybody else bris milah. Maybe he's not going to be able to fulfill and continue Hashem's commands. Fatam says the Ramban, Ki Avram nizdaris b'mitzvah samila shelahem tchila, umalo samu He himself did it. Why? 
Or he got other people to mal. If he would have given himself first mila first, as we know, he got sick. Beginning of Ayera. He was sick. He couldn't get out of bed, barely. He got out of bed. He forced himself to look for guests. He was nervous. If he does his own brismila first, he wouldn't be able to do the brismila of his family, which Hashem also commanded him to do. So if we think about it, Twofold, it's amazing. Avravina was dying to do this mitzvah. He did every other mitzvah in the book. He intuited with his uh, Ruach HaKodesh. God, Avram did all the mitzvahs. The Gemara says he even did Erev Tashil and he did everything. He didn't do Brismila for whatever reason. He waited all the different Mepshatim of the Mepharshim. So now he's waiting. He got the Tzivui and he still waits more because other people also have to get Brismila. I can't just focus on myself. I can't just focus on my own ruchnius. I also have to focus, no matter how much I want to do this myself, I have to also realize that there are other people involved in this command, and he was able to withhold his own ratzon to complete the mitzvah in favor of others, always being in control, always being focused. What would HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from me? And in that way, doing exactly what uh, would have been HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzo. So, we started off at the end. The Ramban says we not only have to focus on ourselves, we have to focus on others, even sometimes before we focus on ourselves. So now let's get back to the beginning. Hashem says to Avram, as we have noted in the past, but it's an amazing thought, Hashem says to Avram Lech Lecha, the first command that any Jew receives in the history of the world is the command to go to Eretz Yisrael. And it has been pointed out that every single Jewish leader, major Jewish leader in the Torah and beyond, the first conversation HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with them is about Eretz Yisrael. We don't have any sources about it, but I just read the Psukim. Right here, Avram Avinu, Yitzchak. When Hashem first talks to Yitzchak, when is it when Yitzchak's thinking about going down to Mitzrayim? Hashem says, you can't leave, you're in Ola Tzmima, you have to stay in Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov Avinu is sleeping, and he has the dream, beginning of Parshas Vayetzeh. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, no, he promises the land. Moshe Rabbeinu, the first conversations he has with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Parshas Shmos, by the snap, by the burning bush, Kadosh Baruch Hu says, you're going to leave, you're going to get the Torah, and you're going to go to Eretz Yisrael. Yoshua Benun Vechulu, the centrality of Eretz Yisrael. Parshas Lech Lecha starts it off, and it's really... Uh, throughout the entire the entire Torah, but let's focus on a medrash for now. Says the medrash quoted at the beginning here in Rav Zevin Latar Moadim. On this pasuk of Lech Lecha Me'artzacha, the medrash tells us Rav Yitzchak Pasach Rav Yitzchak opened his drasha with the following pasuk in Tehillim: Shimi Bas Uri'i, listen, my daughter, and see. Vahati Oznech, and turn your ear. What's the message? How does this Pasuk connect to Lech Lecha? And what is the, what's the message of the Pasuk anyway? The Pasuk says, listen, see, and turn your ear. Turning your ear is also listening. So it's as if the Pasuk says, listen, hear, listen, see, listen. Says of Zev, in his classic, creative, unique style. Yes, it's true that the sense of sight is clearer than the sense of hearing. Sometimes you hear something, you're not sure what it is. You, I can't put your finger on it. Seeing 
There's clarity. As the halacha says, and the Gemara says, Right, hearing something and say, best didn't see something. Isn't that better than anything? Than hearing testimony from somebody? Seeing is obviously the deeper, clearer sense. But in one way, says Rav Zevin, hearing has something over seeing. What's that? If you put something very, very thin in front of your eyes, you, can already, you already can't see. That's a, a weakness of seeing. If I put something very, very thin in my ears, then I can still hear. I need serious earplugs. Right? Little earplugs aren't going to do anything. You need something more serious to overcome the sense of hearing, while by seeing, it's very easy to uproot the ability to see. Anything could block my seeing. Hearing, I could sometimes hear through the, through the object that is blocking. The af, and just like that is in the physical realm, says Rav Zevin, so too in the spiritual realm. The af b'muvan hamusari kach. Madregas Ru'iya Gadola Yoser Meashmiya. Seeing Akadish Barakhu is the highest level. If I see Akadish Barakhu in front of me. Hayir Lasid, Varochabasoyaktov, Kipiashem Tiber. That's what we daven for, that everybody should see Akadish Barakhu. But it's very it's a very high level to be able to see Akadish Barakhu. Bismanazem, most of what we have is Shemia. We have a Shmuel, we have a Misora. From Moshe Rabbeinu and our parents and our grandparents, we have a Mesora and we trust and we have emuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, though Rachman al-Itzlan, sometimes he's hard to see. And there's Hester Panin. If somebody bases their emuna, if somebody bases their life on seeing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Klomar, and what is seeing? Seeing is clarity. Seeing is fully understanding. As if I see, then any little covering will ruin that emuna. If my emuna is dependent on the havana, on the re'iya, so then any slight fault, and I don't see, I don't understand, boom, my, my emuna is finished. Our emuna first and foremost, has to be based on shemia, on hearing, on trusting, even without fully seeing. Start with shemia, and then hopefully you'll get to the level of re'ia. So then even if the re'ia disappears, I still have the basis of the shemia. If my emun is based on hearing and trusting that even though I should try to get to the highest level, but then even if that backfires sometimes when there's so much Hester upon him, it's so hard. If we have the emuna based on trust and shmia and hearing, so then it could stay strong even if there is a problem. And he says that's the Pasuk in, in Mishlei, line 12, Chanoch Lenar Al-Pidarko, Gam Ki Askin Lo Yasur Mimena. We have to educate a child, we have to educate ourselves 
in a way so that even when things are more difficult and challenging in the future, lo yasser mimena, it will not, it will not leave us. That's the pasuk in Tehillim. Shimi bas, listen. The first step is listening, shmia, hearing. That's emun, and then re'i, then you can get to the highest level. So then, even if the re'i might disappear, vahatiyaznech, we'll be able to stand by the shmia. There's a gemara in Masechet Basra. We'll get back to how this relates to lech lecha. I gave it to you. Source number three. I might have mentioned this in some of the famous gemara shiurim. The gemara Baal Basra tells us that Rabbi Yochanan was giving shir. Yosef Rabbi Yochanan of a Kadarish. Amazing story. In the future, Akadish Baruch Hu, Rabbi Yochanan is saying in Shir, is going to bring huge stones. Huge stones. Shem Shloshim, Ashloshim, huge 30 by 30 Amos, humongous stones. And then carve into them a door. Umamidon, Bishari Yushalayim. Right, when Mashiach comes, the Gashbech is going to make these humongous stones and make new gates around Yerushalayim. It's going to be unbelievable. Ligleg alav oso Talmud. There was a certain student in Shear who scoffed. Oh, yeah, right. I have never seen such humongous stones. Rabbi Yochanan, nice try. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. Not going to happen. Hashta kabiasa detzitzla lo meshkachinan. We can't find tiny stones the size of an egg of a small creature. Kulei hai mishkachina, we're going to find such humongous stones. So he scoffed at Rabbi Yochanan. Liamim, a couple of days later, this same student was taking a boat ride. Hefliga svinasobayam. Chaza malachi ashares. He saw, he obviously was on a high level if he was in Rabbi Yochanan Shir, and he had visions in heaven. Chaza Malachi Asharis, he saw angels, the Yasi who were sitting, the Kaminasri Avanim Tovos of Margolios, who were chiseling and sawing large stones. Exactly the size Rabbi Yochanan was talking about. He saw them getting it ready in Shemayim, getting it ready for use. Bisman Mashiach. Which, by the way, shows that the preparations for Mashiach have been for many, many hundreds of years. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, right, 800, 700 years ago, right? So Hashem has been preparing for Mashiach for a long time. As Chazal say, this, the seeds from Mashiach were planted the night that Beis was destroyed on Tisha B'av. So anyway, back to the story. So the, the student asked them, Hani Laman, who are these huge stones for? They said, Hashem's going to stand them up in Jerusalem. So the guy's like, the Tom was like, wow. So he tells the, 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 the captain, quickly, back to shore. And he goes there and he runs to Rabbi Yochanan. He's like, I'm sorry. I take it back. Give another shear. Exactly what you said, I saw. Unbelievable. Omar Lo says Rabbi Yochanan to this student. Reka. You empty one. Specifically uses that word. You empty one. Ilmale ra'isa lohe amanta. Had you not seen, you wouldn't believe? Only because you saw? That's why you think I'm giving a gushir? But if you wouldn't have seen the angels? Your emuna is based on ra'iya? Milagle al You are a scoffer on the words of the rabbis. 
And the Gemara ends off, Nasan Einav Ba, Rabbi Yochanan gave him a look. Vinasa Galshal Atzamos, and that was it for that student. He became a pile of bones, literally, the Gemara says. That's the story. What's the problem? Our Emunah is not based on Re'iyah. It's not based on just what you see. That could be, I once heard Pshat, that's why Rabbi Yochanan called him empty. What do you mean empty? Do you see my neshama? Do you see my soul? You just see a body. Obviously, you know there's something behind the body. You don't say that that only goes by Re'iyah, and what did he turn into? Just a pile of bones. Because that's exactly what you see. That's the physical body, without the neshama. That's why it was Mida Kenegad Mida. But that was emuna based on Re'iyah. We don't have, we don't believe in that. We have emuna based on Shemi'ah. Based on what's given over to us by our parents and our grandparents and our, the previous generations going back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Shemi'ah, and then hopefully we can get to the level of Re'iyah. Clarity. But even if sometimes it's more difficult for us as Bizman Hazeh, we still have the emuna based on the Shemi'ah. That's the Pasa getting back now to Rav Zevin. The Pasuk in Tehillim, Shimi Bas Uri'i Vahatiyaznech. Says Rav Zevin, that is why we now have to have that Medrash connecting to the beginning of Parsha's Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha, the first thing Avram hears from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, go, I'll let you know. There's no Re'iyah. I'll show you. Eventually, El Ha'aret Asher Eka. You'll have the Re'iyah. But first is Lech Lecha. First you just have to listen to me. Because ultimate emuna is based on Shmiyah. Avraham listened. Avraham went even though he did not have any clarity. He didn't know where he was going. He was leaving everything. Mimoladcha, Beisavicha, everything, no Re'iyah. The end of the Pasuk, the Re'iyah will come. El Ha'aretz Asher Eka. Okay. That gets us into it. Moving right along. Pasuk tells us, as we continue the beginning of the Parsha, so Avram Avinu goes, and he gets the promise of Eschel Goy Gadol, Bavarechecha, Mavarechecha, I'll give you the power of Bracha, V'nivrechucha, Komishbarosu Adama, and Adam goes, V'yelech Avram, Kasher Dibre Lav Hashem, V'yelech Itolot, Lot came with him, we'll better get back to Lot later, V'avram ben Chamesha, Nevishavim Shana, so Mecharan. Avraham was 75 years old when he left Charan. That's what we discussed at the end of last week about the ages and the kibbutz of aim or lack thereof of Avraham Avinu. Points out Rav Nevenzal. It's amazing how many times in the Torah and in Chazal Avraham's age is focused on. The Torah tells us at every stage what age. We can't, we can't, other avos don't have the emphasis on this. A few times. Yitzchak was 60 years old when he had Yaakov. We have a few. But Avraham, more than any, his age is in the psukim and discussed by Chazal. How old was Avraham when he discovered HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Machlokas Rishonim. Unbelievable. Machlokas Rishonim? What's so important? Machlokas Ramah Rifid. But it starts in the Torah. Source number four, Reb Nevenzal. Again, I gave you the first half of his piece. So he says, HaTorah, line three. HaTorah Torachas u'mesaperes lanu. Maha yagilo shalavim avinu. Kishayatze eschara and bedakal eret Yisrael. Fine, b'pshat advarim, lo niris toel es kolshi. Mimisiris beidazeh. Why do I need to know this? That he was 75. What do I need to know that for? 
I don't learn anything from that. So why do I need to know that? Continuing. Turning the page. A unique occurrence about Avram Avinu. Relative terms to other people in the Torah. And again, relative. We do have ages. But relative to the other people, the Torah is marbe to know how old was he at every stage. Right? He starts off with the discussion. It's in the Midrashim. How old was Avraham? Line 7. He was three years old. How do you know he was three? Because it says later on in the Torah, because Avram listened to my voice, Akev is Gematria 172, so when he, he lived to 175, so it must be the first three years, he didn't follow Hashem because he didn't recognize Hashem yet, so it's three plus Akev, that's a, that's a, a, a remis. Okay, Maybe he was three. Or the Medrash tells us, line 14, Ben Chamishim, Hikir Avram is borrowed. He was 50. 50 years old. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Chanina Omrim, Ben Arboim Mishmona, Hikir Avram is borrowed. He was 48. 48. And the Rambam. Rambam says Avram was 40. Kishi Hikir is borrowed. And the Kesed Mishnah says he must have had a different Gerson, not 48, but 40. In the Yaseder Olam, line 20. He was 48 based Benias Hamigdal, Shalanchi Doraflaga. He was 48 by the Doraflaga. The Gran Avodazara. We continue. Kasher Gir Avram as Anashim. When he was Megayer the Nashim. As an Evisher, Asher also Becharan. Hoya Avram ben Chamishim Mishtaim. He was 52. Tosus in the Rush. He was 70. When he was uh, left. Veshuv Chazar. He went back there. He went back and forth. So many ages. And then, of course, at the end of the Parsha. He was 99. He was 100. Right? What was he? How old was he? by all the matzavim, all the different issues, all the different occurrences in his life. Why? Why do Chazal, based on the Torah, discuss Avram's age more than any other Jew? He was the first Jew. That's true. But why? Says Rav Nevenzal, this connects to a thought that we mentioned a number of years ago. Says Rav Nevenzal, Avram's life was a process. And maybe he is the prototype for all of us, the first Jew, he had in his DNA the representation of all Jews. He was the first Av. The, all the Avos, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. But Avraham was the Av of all the Avos. The ultimate Av. Says Reb Nevenzal. Line, wh- wh- when did he d- discover Kodesh Baruch Hu? 3, 40, 48. You know what their answer is? Everybody's right. And it was a process of discovering. It was a process of recognition. And we need to know this because Avram was the first one to connect to God. The first one to create that relationship. Yes, Noah talked to Hashem, that's true. And Adam talked to Hashem, that's true. But not in the same way. Not in the same way as was discussed last week from Revolbi. Avram was the first one that developed the avoda of commitment of action, and that's why he could have even shorter years, as we discussed. Avram Avinu, at every stage, had a new recognition of HaKadosh Baruch When he was this old, he's 3 and 40 and 48 and this, and then every, every stage, he appreciated who HaKadosh Baruch Hu was more than he had earlier. Yeshavat Dvarim, line 44. She'ein kostira be'nata'arichim ha'shonim. 
It's not a machlokas in Metzius. It's not a machlokas. Hamatara be'izker kolagilami lelamdenu shegam eitzel avram avinu haisa hadragab ha'karasoetz abore. Step by step. Yediyas Hashem hitalich aruch sholeichum ispateach. It goes and develops. Yes, he was three. But he was mamshich. He continued to recognize him when he was 40. Through all these years, every keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's why it's a process. I think I quoted in the past just uh, thought of it now, so I didn't give it again. The story of Rapsadyagon. Got the story that one time a student looked outside his window and he saw Rapsadyagon rolling around. The story goes in the snow. I don't think Rapsadyagon ever saw snow, but maybe he did. But he was doing something that he was uh, hurting. He says, Rebbe, what are you doing? What are you doing? He says, He says, Akadish Baruch was unbelievable. So, okay, Akadish Baruch was unbelievable. What, what, why are you rolling around in the snow? Why do you. He said, I'll tell you a story. I just came back from traveling. As you know, I've been away. And I, I had been at an inn. And I went to the inn. And the innkeeper was very nice to me. He gave me a room. He gave me food. He gave me everything. It's fine, wonderful. I had no complaints. I was about to leave the next morning. And somebody else came into the inn. And he recognized me. And he said, Oh, I'm sorry, you got it. Oh, my God. He said, Oh, my God. The gondolador. And all of a sudden, the innkeeper says, realizes who I was, and he starts, I'm so sorry, I can't believe I did this, I'm so sorry. He started apologizing and apologizing. And I said to him, what are you apologizing for? You didn't do anything wrong. What's the matter? He says, I don't want to do anything wrong, but if I knew who you were, I would have given you the super-duper treatment. I would have given you my own bedroom. I would have... Uh, I thought... I, 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 Rav Sadi goes like, calm down. You know, he's like, no, no, you don't understand. I, I, I realize who you are now. I can't believe I, di- I didn't give you the proper cover that I should have given you. And Rav Sadi goes thinks to himself, every single day, I have a deeper appreciation of who Kaddish Baruch Hu is. Every single day of my life, I have to do tshuva. Because now I'm like, whoa, I never realized you were so great. Now I realize, and now I realize. And every day of my life, I have a deeper appreciation and that's how we have to feel. And that's why I'm doing shuva, he told this Talmud. Because he learned the message from this innkeeper who says, if I would have known who you are yesterday, if I would have appreciated who you are, I would have done even more. That has to be us. If we would appreciate every single day, we do more, we are in a constant state of shuva. And now back to Reb Nevenzal. Reb Nevenzal gives a marshal. Gives a marshal. He says, when we were younger, when we were in elementary school, maybe the first time, we were introduced to the Rambam. The Rambam, we were told, the Rambam was a great rabbi. That's what we were told. And we heard the Rambam was very smart. He wrote a lot of books. He was a big, great doctor, philosopher, wonderful. And then we get into high school. And then we get a little older. We realize, wow, the Rambam wrote the Mishnah Torah. Rambam wrote major 14 books. The Rambam wrote the Moran of Luchim. Unbelievable. He wrote a Pirish Mishnais. We have more of appreciation. Now we think we know who the Rambam is. And then we go off and we start learning for a couple of years. And then we realize, wow, how did the Rambam organize? And how did he catalog? And how, how did he take all of Tarshav Sav and Tarshav Alpeh and, and organize it in such a clear way? Wow, the Rambam's amazing. Now I, 
Now I realize how great the Rambam is. And then we learn for another 10 years, and then we realize there's a problem in the Rambam. And we learn a Reb Chaim, and an Arsameach, and a Ragachover, and a, and a, and a lad, and try to put it all together, and we still don't even know the... We're like, whoa, the Rambam meant this? This one word of the Rambam clues us into the whole sugya. What? Now we got the Rambam. Now we really appreciate who the Rambam is. Why? It doesn't stop there. Do we really know who the Rambam was? Do we really appreciate his godless as an elementary school? As we went up, each time we appreciate more. But it's a process that we realize who the Rambam was. Says of Nevenzal, that was Avram Avinu. When he was three years old, he thought he had it. He saw the sun, he saw the moon, he saw them going up. There must be a Balabira. He realized that those statues were not it. That was his first, I'm going to... And then when he was 40, and then when he was 48, and then that's the secret. The first Jew went through a process. That's what's emphasized by all of the ages, and we have to go through that process at every age and at every stage. That's what he talks about, the Rambam, what I just said outside in source number six, source number seven, turning it over. And he says, that's what Emunah is. That's what Emunah is. And now he brings it back to Avram Avinu, on line seven. He says, Avram Hikir is baro begil shalosh, shaval haisa zurak akar v'kach, shishmanig l'olam. What did he know at age three? He knew there was somebody in charge. He knew there was somebody in charge. And that was amazing. In the whole world, the whole world believed in Avodah Zarah, that you know, stage in history to believe in a higher power without having any idea what that higher power was. That was amazing. But then he realized more. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to him. And then V'chulu. And then he went from Shmi and he went to Re'iyah, connecting to what we said. That was Avram Avinu. And then Rebbe Nevenzal just adds one more point at the end. Through all of it, it wasn't only a Kaddish Baruch Hu that Avraham recognized more of. It wasn't only that Avraham recognized more about Hashem at every stage. He recognized, through appreciating a Kaddish Baruch Hu, more about himself. He realized the kochos hanefesh that he had in the relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not just that, but every time he had a deeper relationship, until obviously the pinnacle of it all, until the Akedah, until he reached such a level of connection that he was ready to kill his own son for that connection. The Tzalem Elohim in him, the last paragraph he talks about, Hikir Avram lo rak es Hashem, ki im gam es atzmo, es Tzalem Elohim shebo. The more we appreciate about Hashem, the more we appreciate about ourselves. The more we appreciate the giver, we appreciate what he has given us. And that's how Avraham Avinu was able to pass Asaranis Yonos, not only because he focused on the divine, but he focused on himself as well. Okay, moving right along. So he comes to Eretz Yisrael, he comes to Israel, the land, the chosen land, and things don't start out so well. If there are all of these promises that Kaddish Baruch Hu has given him, it's going to be amazing and awesome. Trust me. And I was like, okay, I trust you. And he takes everyone and they go to Eretz Yisrael and they come there. They're waiting for a parade. Okay, no parade, no welcoming committee. Nefesh Benefesh wasn't there yet. Vayir Hashem el Avram. Hashem appears to Avram. 
Vayomer Pasik Zayin, Lazaracha Etin Asaratazos. This is it. This land is yours. Don't let anybody say anything otherwise. This land, this is the oldest book in history. And it's the only one that was divinely written. The world is not going to listen. So this book is not written for them. It's written for us. For us to realize our connection. And he builds him his Bayach. Fine. Pasekud. There's a famine. What does Avram do? He leaves. He leaves. This is one of the Asaradis Yonos, according to most we've shown him, that he didn't question HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He told me to come here. Now there's no food. Now I have to leave. Okay. He left. Asks Rav Saratskin, though. Fascinating discussion. Source number eight. In the Azayin LaTorah. Was there mamish no food? Was there zero food in Eretz Yisrael? When Avram came back, after coming back from Mitzrayim, were they all dead? Doesn't sound like it. It sounded like the nations were still there. So there must have been some food. So why did Avram leave? Question number one. Okay, it was hard. It was difficult. But what gave Avram the right to leave? E.F. Shalomar, says the Azayim LaTorah. You can't say there was no food. All the other inhabitants didn't leave. They all didn't die. And he was only in Mitzrayim for three months. What must be? There was food. But there was little food, so it was extremely expensive. Uban mechirim gavoim efshoyelasig. He could pay a lot. Elish lo hail avram daikesef l'shalim mechirim gadolim. He didn't have enough money, so he left. A. How did he leave, and why did he leave? Number two. What happened to all the rechush that he had? He came. Ve'echan halach rechush alakach micharon. Heim lo hayabok kedei parnasas avram b'shas patzores. Just for him and his family. They weren't, there wasn't enough to live on. They didn't have such a big family then. He was mamed his wife, Bissakana, Chazal Darshind. So what's going on here? Suggest the Azayin Torah. Very unique suggestion. Avram wasn't only supporting himself. He had a yeshiva. He had a house where he housed all of those who he converted to monotheism. Those who he influenced. How they all live. The big tent that was open on all four sides. And what did Avram do? He gave them food. He gave them a bed. Where did he get all the money from? Avram Avinu supported everybody around him. All the people that came. He wasn't only supporting him and his wife and his nephew. Ukinira line twenty, Hechzik as a yeshiva. Shalomdu badasalukim, umidos tobos. Limdu, he taught them. Mikaspo aprati from his private, private uh, pocketbook. Kimisha bedora, yachzikba. Who else was going to do this? Everybody else was Ovdeva de Zara. They were anti Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu did this. He was Megari the Gayrim and, and Sarah. Ayyadeh, and how did he do it? We know that Chazal tell us. Machil, mashkis over Mishavim to eat and to drink and told him to make a bracha. And now there was a famine. What does Avram think to himself? 
I can handle it, but I'm going to lose all my clientele. I'm going to lose everybody. He was the first one in history to go out and fundraise. He was the first one. This is the fundraising of Zayim LaTorah. What was his ultimate goal? Spreading monotheism. Spreading Ruchnius. How could he do that? Not if he stayed in Eretz Canaan. There's no more food. There's no more. They're all going to leave. I have to make it comfortable. I have to give them food and shelter. Says Reb Saratskin, that's why he left. And that's even meduyak in a very problematic phrase. Very problematic phrase that we're going to talk about also. The Rav Sretzkin quotes it. When Avram Avinu says that he has to leave, he says to his wife, say you're my sister, and hopefully, imrinach, osiat, luman, why? Luman yitavli bavurech. So that they'll be good for, to me because of you. V'choy sanafshi biglalech. And I'll live. Big lalech. What does that mean? Rashi says, they'll give me matanas. They'll give me presents. Adam Avinu wanted presents. He was really interested in, in Gashmias. We have a story in a couple of parsh, in a couple of Prakim, after the war of the four kings and the five kings. Avram says to the king of Stom, I don't even want a shoelace. Nothing. And yet here, he's very happy to, to take to take what he could get. Says the Zayin Torah, that's the point. He's not taking it for himself. He's taking it for Bacharon. And that's why he went down to Mitzrayim in the first place. Line 37. He went because he wanted to be Machzik Yeshiva he had. And that's why he accepted the Matanas from Parah. Even though later on, when he w- didn't have the yeshiva anymore, but the war, there is a mystery in, Ch- in, the, in Chazal. What happened to all those people? We don't hear from them anymore. Good kasha, not for now. But says the Azayim Torah, that's why he was able to go. That's why he asked for presence. That is uh, what, what was his purpose in going there in the first place. Okay. A related issue. Same question. Different answer. Same question, and that is, why was Avram interested in presence? So that they'll be good, uh, they'll be good to me for you, and they'll keep me alive for you. In the Sefer, Vayomer Avraham. Vayomer Avraham was written by the father-in-law of Rav Yosef. His father-in-law. But here on this Pasik, he quotes his son-in-law. So, it's a thought from Rav Ovadia in the Sefer of his father-in-law called Vayomer Avraham. Says the Vayomer Avraham, quotes the Rashi, right? what does it mean that Avraham Avinu says, I want to go down to Mitzrayim so that they'll be good, they'll be good to me, Ba'avurech, for you? Well, first he also asks, what does that mean for you? What does Sarah have to do with this? Question one. Question two, the Rashi, Yitun Matanos. Why is that something on Avraham's radar that he cares about the Matanos? Is he really interested in, in presence? 
The question we just asked, when the king of stone wanted to give him some reward for helping them win this war, give me the captives and you could keep the rechush. Avram says, I swear, from a shoelace, nothing. I don't want anything. I don't want anybody to say, nothing. So why here did he have not a problem with accepting, and not only accepting, going for it in the first place? Vishamati, I heard, I heard from my son-in-law, Rabbi Yosef, as follows. Shehizbir Bahektim Hashem a story about Rav Yosef Hochgal Renter, the author of the Mishnah Chachamim. Okay, Shakar Kasher Niv Char Lashev as Al Kisir Abanis B'Zmojitz. When he was a certain, he became a rabbi of a certain city. Vishime Sham Karava Avbezdin Sirev Lakabel Maskores Meakihila. He didn't take a salary. Refused a salary. Why? Because he had a fa- he had a rich father-in-law. So I don't need it. I don't need the salary. He had enough parnasa. So when this Rebbe, when this Rebbe Yosef went to the town, he didn't accept the salary. But there was one custom in that city. And that was, for many generations already in that city. Every week, maybe every Arab Shabbos, the butcher had to give a certain amount of meat to the rabbi. The butcher had to give meat. No salary, but there was this minog, and that he accepted. He accepted the meat. And not only accepted it, he was makpid to get it. Makpid. Takana zu hikbin ma'od rav Yosef, alakalamaisa. No salary, yes meat. Vidarash betokif. Shakol tabach, yisapik loa basar, kinidrash mi'ito. It sounds like every butcher... Maybe he gave it out to Ani, but every butcher had to give him meat. Ishto harabonis if His wife wondered, what's going on here? We have enough money. My dad, my father takes care of us. So what, I don't understand. Why are you so makbid? He says, honey, you don't understand. This is her talking first. You don't want to take the salary. Amnam. Even though you can, we don't need it. But why are you so mocked on the meat? Hechzer Larav Yosef, line nineteen. I'm not taking it because I need it. Lo lahanasi ani mocked. I'm not mocked for my own covet, for my own. Barach Hashem, shein ani zakuk lamatanas latavachem alol. I don't need it. Aval, you know what I'm worried about and concerned. Choshesh ani. Penyavo acharai l'shamish kamar da'asra talmud chacham matzav asher matzav alchami machvedal. What happens for the next rabbi? I'm not going to be here forever. What happens when the next rabbi's here? Maybe he's not going to have a father-in-law who's supporting him. Vahara yadu and it's known. Shastam tabach v'kili. A butcher doesn't like to give up his meat. You know, if he has to, he has to, but he doesn't want to for nothing. He worked. Imagine the butchers in those days also. You have to shech, you have to salt, you have to this, you have to get out to get anashe. It's not simple. And I'm going to give some up for nothing? It's tough. If I say I don't need it, 
So they're going to get it for the next whatever number of years and decades. They're not going to give. And then what's going to happen when the new rabbi comes? You think the butcher's going to want to give him? All of a sudden, the butcher's like, no, what are you talking about? I haven't done this in 20 years. The salary I'm not so worried about. That's a community thing. I'm not so worried about that. But this, I'm nervous. He will be mitragel. All the butchers will be accustomed to not giving. They're not going to give him what the rabbi deserves. And that's why I take the meat. We got to mention this once. As the Ramban writes often in Sefer Bracious. The Avos, in their actions, are laying the foundation and the groundwork for what is going to happen to the children. What happened to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is a blueprint for what's going to happen in the future. Avram, Avinu, Yad, and he knew that. Kemosha, Amr, Chazal. When Avram, Avinu, went down to Mitzrayim because of the famine, that was the Shvatim going down. Who similarly read us, Yaakov, Ubanav, Mitzrayim. Vivdei, Arav. V'lekik, Achsar, B'Shevi, Simon Luzera Yaakov, she is tabdub Mitzrayim. Sarah being taken as captive, that was a symbolic of all of Am Yisrael. Avram Avinu going up from Mitzrayim, that was a simon of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Avram Avinu, when he left Mitzrayim, didn't want to leave empty handed. He wanted to take as much as he could get. Maisa Avos, Simon Labanim. It's not about me, it's about them. The more I take, the more they take. Avram Avinu knew he was the Misa Avos. And that's why he wanted to create a great Simon Labanim. Nimna Avram, Avram would have not taken, like by the kings. So too, they will leave Venimsa Chavlacherim. Volachain, Lomrutrit, so no, even though. He didn't want to, let's say personally, but he wanted his children, and that's why he took. And maybe, says Rav Avadya, maybe it's even alluded to in, what does he say in the Pasuk? What's Ba'avurech? Because of you, you Sarah. What does Sarah have to do with it? Because of the women we were to leave Egypt. Wasn't the men. Wasn't the men. What the men's attitude was, remember the men said, forget it, we're lost, no more kids, Amram divorced his wife, we're finished. And the women were the ones that said no, they were the optimists. They said we could do it. They said we could go on. They said, you're worse than Paro. Paro only wants to get rid of the boys, you want to get rid of the girls too. That's the Hadgasha, that's the emphasis. Ba'avureich, Ramezes Lamram. So hints to the Gemara and Sota. B'schush Nosim Sidkan Yosheh Oso Dar Nigel Yisrael Mimitzrayim. Vilachain, Harachusha Gadol Shi Yatsuba Mimitzrayim, Nirchash Vehua Nakbem Sos Hanashim. It was gotten through the women. And now, Visiyu Aladvarmelu, I think this is his father in law, Rafatal, talking now, Ravim Fatal. Visiyu Aladvarmelu, Matsasi Vidivari Ramban. The Ramban talks about it in the Parsha. The Ramban again emphasizes. You'll start reading the Ramban. He's got a Chaz the Ramban every year. Line 40. Everything that happens in these parshias, who in Yad Gadol, his kira abos seinu b'derek sara, kol mashiira la'avos simin labanim, 
Balachain, why is there so such lengthy stories? Because it's laying the groundwork for afterwards. Vidaki Kogzeras Irin. Kasha Tati Mikogzera La Poal Dimyon Tegzera Miskayemes Al Kapanim. Whatever they do, that's decreed. That's in history, and that's what's going to happen in the future. And we find this often, an action done to symbolize what's going to happen later on. We find it by Yirmiyahu and by Elisha. He quotes, when you have an act done in the Misa Avos, that creates the Simon Labanim. End of the page. Kasher Yaseh Paul Dimyoni. Lamasha Yikre Batidapi Nevua. When you do an act that was based on Nevua, Hapal Mekayim Esa'atid Belisafik, that's what's going to happen. Avravina, like that rabbi, he took the meat because he was worried about the next generation, not because of his own. Avravina wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about us. So we can leave Mitzrayim, Birachush Gadol, Bacharchein Yesei Birachush Gadol, that's what he tells us. Okay. Moving right along. Paragudalit Pasugud Base. So Avram Avinu goes up from Mitzrayim and he has plenty. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises him great things. What does that promise him? Paragud Gimel first. They come back from Mitzrayim. Avram is loaded. Loaded down. Right, it's an amazing. You think about it, right, in a couple of weeks, a couple of uh, prokim, we're going to have, he doesn't want to even take a shoelace. And here he has no problem. You've got to give an answer to that question. So Ravavadya did. But Mikne, Bekezvazov, Ayelach Lamasov, Vechulu, and he continues, Vigam Lelot, Haolechas Avram, Ayatzonu Vakarva Oalim. Lotas, Velonasa Osam Haris Lashavaz Yachtov. All of a sudden, this land ain't big enough for the two of us. Lot and Avraham need to part ways. There were arguments between them. There were arguments between the shepherds. You go right, I go left. You go left, I go right. Lot sees Kikara Yardain. Lot chooses that. And Lot leaves. Lot leaves. The question is asked. Rav Schwab, in Mayan Beis HaShoeva, what happened to Lot? What happened? He originally seemed to be a trustworthy Naman guy. We even know Chazal tell us that he got rewarded for keeping his mouth closed in Mitzrayim and not saying who Sarah really was. So what happened? The Pazik says a little bit later on, Paragudalid, right after he was by the uh, by the war, when he was captured, Cedric Schwab, this Pazik gives us the secret. The Pazik that he was captured. Vayikhu Eslot, Ves Rechusho, Ben Achi Avram, Vayelechu, Vuhu Yoshev The Pasuk screams out with a problem. What do they take? The, they take Lot the captive. What does the Pasuk say? They took Lot and all his property, the nephew of Avraham, and they left. All right, there's an obvious problem here. They took Lot and his property. Lot being the son of Avraham, the nephew of Avraham, Bechulu. What is that line, word, stuck in the middle? It should say they took Lot, the nephew of Avraham, and his property. It says Lot and his property, the nephew of Avraham. What's the message of the Pasuk? Says of Schwab, the Pasuk's emphasizing what the problem with Lot became. Lot was fine until they left Yitzrayim and they had a ton. 
And they had, as the Torah describes earlier, the Torah describes, they have all good. Right? They went up and they have Kiskaved Ma'od, Bamikne, Bakasev, Uvazov, Sezer Schwab, Vitachain line five. Shekan Tamud Kala Sochal Nafilas Lot. In here the secret is the downfall of Lot. Shakasim Maralanut Siyu Shalaliva Yurida Niflaita Lot. Lot was unbelievable. He got schar. Private time with Avram. And that then he loses it. What happened? What's the reason for the Shinui? Line twenty five. Yadine on Yodim Sibasa Shinuyaze. Shinis Hapihme Adam Kasher Kazelios Russia Hadarbistom. And he went to Stome. That's what Gashmias and riches could do to a person. Marbe nechasim. Marbe, possibly negative. Right? The Gemara says, some Amaram said, I never want the nisayon of poverty. And others said, I never want the nisayon of affluence. Because they're both tremendous nisayonos and lot failed, so to speak. Says Rashwab. In his Nisayan, he had the affluent, and that's what changed him. They took Lot and all of his stuff, the nephew of Avraham. Because his stuff separated between him and his being the nephew of Avraham. That's why it's stuck in the middle of the Pasuk. Beautiful way Rav has of reading the Pasuk. Once you have everything, how many times do we see public famous figures, especially sports figures, that make millions overnight and all of a sudden they get into all kinds of trouble. Because if we have riches, we don't know what to do with it. We're not, we don't have channels and we don't have mitzvos to guard what we're supposed to do with this. That's what can happen. That's what can happen and that's what happened to Lot. Lot, it went, he was out of control and he even went to Stome, a total, totally different value system from after being with, with Avram Avinu for, for so many years. Okay, two more thoughts for the evening. First is, both of them relate to the general destiny of Klai Yisrael at this time in Klai Yisrael's history and at all time. First, let's go to Perak Tezvah, Pasuk Yud We have to spend some time on the Brisbane Abbasarim, the covenant that Hashem made with Avraham, the first bris made in history, and he made the covenant for all of us. Avram Avinu was the representative of all the Jewish people with his covenant. I am Hashem that took you out of Ur Kasdim. That whole story we've mentioned in past years is not written in the Torah. Fascinating. Fiery furnace, Ur Kasdim, not mentioned in the Torah. I took you out of Ur Kasdim to give you Eretz Yisrael. Vayomar, Hashem, el- Hashem Elokim, Bama'eda ki Roshena. Avram Avinu says, Can you give me a sign, please? It's interesting that he didn't ask for a sign originally. He just went to Eretz Yisrael. Now, he asked for a sign. Vayomar Elav and Hashem says, Okay, let's have a treaty. Egla Meshulashes, Ez Meshulashes, I am Meshulash. Take all these animals, split them in half, not the bird. A couple of years ago, we mentioned the Sefer Ha'ikarim on the last page of the book. Unbelievable what the, what the symbol of splitting animals and walking between them. A bris of Bein Abbasarim between the halves are to emphasize that we're really one whole with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why you walk between the halves. But we continue. What did Hashem say? We have what he did. It's what, what happened? They walked between the halves. What's the first thing? Vayomer Lavram. Hashem says, 
Avram's ready. Give me good news. Give me, I want a covenant. I'm starting a nation for you. Sock it to me. Give me all the brachas. What does Hashem say the first thing? Your nation's going to start out suffering. Your nation's going to start out in a land that doesn't belong to them. 400 years. But don't worry. I will then judge the nation, take care of the nation that did that to you. And then... They will go out with tremendous rechush. You, you won't see any of that. Don't worry about it. The fourth generation. Yitzchak, Yaakov, Shvatim, right? Famous question. Why did Avram need to hear this right now? Why did he need to know, quote unquote, the bad stuff? What do you have to tell me this for? When later on in the Psukim, when Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Hashem, and Hashem says, Eyasher Eya, and the Chazal say, you know what that means? I'm with you in this in this difficult time. I'm going to be with you in all the difficult times in history, with all the terrible Goliaths. Moshe says to Hashem, what do I need to tell the Jews this for? You think they want to hear that now? And Hashem says, you're right. He takes one of them out. So what's going? Why do we need to know this? Says the Briskarov, says the Grizz in Source 12, because it's supposed to give us chizik throughout history. What's the proof of the chosen people? What's the proof that a Kaddish Baruch Hu made a covenant with us that we are the most downtrodden and we have the most suffering and we've had the most difficult history than all than, than any other nation? If that's used as Hashem, then that's you, that's the proof that I will redeem you, and there is a destiny and dreams for this nation. You no, know, years out. It started with Mitzrayim. That's the proof. You have any nations that have been on top and haven't had any Saris? You have Seir. You have Esav. Well, you know that there. I didn't make a covenant with them. This wasn't stam a prophecy. This was part of the condition of the covenant. With this and due to this, the bris is cut. And it's not just that. That is the model. Misraim is the model goddess for all Goliaths, for all difficult times. Says the Briskarov, Hashem is already telling Avram Avinu. I can't tell you why, because that's, that's my decision. But I can tell you what. I can't tell you why there has to be suffering, but I can tell you the suffering is a proof that I am with you. And the suffering is a proof that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has not abandoned because all through all the suffering, we've had the most difficult, we're, we're the only ones still around. We're the only ones that have made it through the suffering. And all the other nations that have tried to kill us are not around anymore. V'dor, Revi, Yeshua, Heina, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to us, I'm going to take care of them. And just to go along with this idea, to give us chizak in all times, there's a beautiful thought from Rabbeinu Yonah on Pirkei Avos, where Rabbeinu Yonah writes in the first parak on the Mishnah, "Emor ma'at va'asei harbe," say a little and do a lot. Says Rabbeinu Yonah, "Yeah, Chazal tell us we learned that from Avram Avinu." Next week's parsha, 
He said a little bit to the Malachim, but he did humble. He brought them tongue. He brought them everything. Am Ravinu was a marmad vasehar But says Rabbeinu Yona, where did Avram learn that from? Where did Avram learn that mita from? Emar ma'at vasehar He learned it from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says two words. Don Anochi. Right? After the Bnei Yisrael go into Mitzrayim, two Don Anochi. Avram Avinu in his nevuah realized, I'm just adding in a little bit to Rabbeinu Yonah, what is encompassed in those two words? Don Anochi. The entire Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. All the Makas. And Kriyas Yamsuf. Everything, that unbelievable process, the most miraculous time period in history, as the Ramban writes in Parshas Bo, that's why we have a mitzvah, so many mitzvahs of Zechazim Mitzrayim. Everything, Dan Sardeya, Kinemar of Dever, all the unbelievable miracles. It's all in the two words that Hashem said, Don Anochi. I'll take care of it. Emor Ma'at, Vasehar Says Rabbeinu Yona. How many words, in how many words did Hashem express the Geula HaAsida? The future Geula. Hashem wrote Psukim and Psukim and Psukim about it. What it's going to be like. V'gar Zeivim Kevesh. And Zekeinim Zekeinos Yeshua Ari Yerushalayim. There are so many Psukim about the Geula. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? If two words was the Makis and Kriyas Yamsuf. Imagine what... Many, many, many psukim and Yeshayo and other Nevi'im and in the Torah itself. Imagine what it's going to be like. So we could take comfort in that at least. Number one, that the suffering that Am Yisrael goes through is a proof, it was already forecast in the Brisbane Abbasarim, but it's a proof that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here. And number two, Don Anochi, Emor Ma'at Vasei Harbei. So much in those two words. That's such a, such a raya, such that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Geula Asida is just beyond comprehension. And we daven for it so much, so deeply. The Don Anochi for the future time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should also bring speedily in our day.